Keeping the Best Things First by Catherine Britton, read by Kelly Jane McLinn. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. Philippians 1, 9-11 How often do we resign ourselves to the tyranny of the urgent? If you're me, it's a daily struggle not to use that little phrase as an excuse for losing sight of the big picture. It's so much easier to take care of what's immediately in front of me instead of what should be first in my life. I'm a task-oriented Martha, so concerned with getting the job done that I forget to focus on him first. I can tell myself that I'm doing my work as unto the Lord as much as I want, but I don't serve anyone when I get harried. You probably know the feeling— You tell yourself you're cooking a wholesome dinner as a supreme act of service and love your family. If they only appreciated how many other things you have to do besides stand over stove, when little Anne asks if you'll help her find her favorite CD. Something boils over, and it's not the pot on the stove. In taking care of dinner, you've forgotten to feed a godly attitude of patience and love. That's me to a fault. James makes it clear that faith is constantly looking for ways to serve. Like Martha, however, we can get so busy that we forget why we're doing it. I often catch myself thinking that if I'm not busy, I'm not doing enough for God. But then the act becomes its own end instead of an outworking of love. Imagine Martha in the kitchen, fluttering around and looking for that special recipe to serve Jesus, while Mary just sat, soaking up his words. Martha's response to this was probably well-intentioned, that is, from a human point of view. She was serving and wanted others to serve with her, but Jesus called her bluff. Only one thing is needed, Christ said, and Mary has chosen what is better. Better? Lord, you mean that sitting at your feet and being quiet is better than my idea of being busy serving you? That's right. I think I got a double portion of Martha's spirit. Too often, I think that sitting and listening to Jesus is the same thing as sitting and doing nothing. I think it's laziness. Satan whispers that my time could be better spent doing than learning, and then the tyranny of the urgent takes over. But even Olympic acts of service are as nothing if not done in love. And only time at the feet of Jesus can teach me that. Love leads to action, as Paul writes to the Philippian church, not the other way around. I can't discern what is best in my work and my words unless I keep the very best in front of my eyes, like Mary. My prayer this week is that I will focus on Jesus and see how to love. Then the priorities will fall in line. Then I see what is best because I see Jesus. Intersecting Faith in Life We have to preach the gospel to ourselves daily, as Jerry Bridges writes, so we never lose sight of what is first and last in importance. Reevaluate your commitments and make sure that you set aside time to sit at the feet of Jesus before anything else. For further reading, check out 1 Corinthians 13. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us for the Crosswalk.com devotional podcast. To get all of our episodes straight to your phone during the week, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find more devotional content like this, head over to Crosswalk.com. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.